gloomy, mostly Euclidean confines of Castle Gormagon, upon the lofty wind-blasted heights of the Plateau of Lang, I am Confucius the Ecumenical Volgi, and this is Radio Gormagon. Tonight's topic on Radio Gormagons is, of course, heteronormative oppression in 12th century Japan. So the first question goes to you, Pewter. What have you been grilling lately? And do you like charcoal or gas? Well, actually, interesting that you should ask. Last night, I actually did a brisket. I went over to the butcher shop, got a 15, 16-pound brisket, trimmed it up a little bit, and I use a pit barrel cooker which is, I was telling nice. Gord about this before, Gord T, about this before we got started. It's basically a 33 and a third, I always say a third because that's the record size, but uh, it's a 33-gallon drum. That's the size on record. That's exactly, that's exactly my size on record. It, it's a little smaller, obviously, than a 55-gallon drum, but it's cut down for, you know, for purposes, they've done the studies on it for stoichiometry geometry purposes and I don't, I don't quite get it my wife's the chemist i'm not the scientist well i get stoichiometry i just don't believe that anyone actually studied this no they actually did and you know you can go read their write-up on their on their site and i i didn't believe it either i just got it on a on a flyer because i didn't want to wait i didn't want to spend the rest of my life stoking a smoker you know and tending it for like like religiously every hour on the hour you have a pewter you know how much work that gets you out of true but you know how you know because then i can go golf I can say, oh, I'm going to go out and check the smoker, and then I'll just disappear. Yeah, the Tsaritsa, you know, I, I get the entire day off. She she thinks I'm busy out there. I'm always adjusting valves and dials and turning knobs and things. And No, that's a good point. I can't but, vacuum. I can't mop anything. Well, that's that's independent of you being able to cook or smoke. So, <laughs> I, was, I was full into the smoking thing. I had a vertical water smoker, charcoal with wood chunks in it. Uh, I modified it where I was drilling into it and put extended legs on it and a better thermometer in it. And then I was pewter there where you discovered it plugged in. <laughs> I discovered that I didn't have to stoke a fire all day if it was electric based. And, and so I've gone electric on it. And so I just had to put wood chips in the, uh, in the tray periodically. Well, for the record, the czar will state that there is nothing wrong with any of those things. I'm a big fan of electric smokers. My neighbor has one. He can match me morsel for morsel with what he can do. I, I have to confess the idea of being able to control the heat uh, electronically and, and minimize the effort you have to do is a huge time saver. There's yeah, but nothing wrong with it. Here's the question. Here's the here's question for you. Do you brine your meat? And if so, what meat do you brine? Oh, Gord, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I always brine poultry. So chicken, I, I've smoked chickens, turkeys. I haven't done a duck yet. Uh, well, but I always, yeah, I always, I always brine them. And it's generally an overnight brine mm -hmm. from the night before. When I do pork or beef, I do a dry rub on it, seal it up the night before and let it sit in the, in the refrigerator overnight and then come up to room temperature before putting it on the smoker. It's interesting. It's like I'll, I'll, I brine all poultry before I even roast it, like even if I'm doing it in the oven, because in the, in the winter doing charcoal, anything up here where you've got to hold a temperature is impossible. I don't know about you, Czar, but it's, it's one of those, it's tough to hold temperature with charcoal or even gas in the winter, you know, when it's Can negative. Be. Yeah, when it's negative 20, the wind's honking out of the northwest. Poultry always benefits from a brine. I, I, will, I brine pork too. Never beef. 
Never beef. Mm, I will. It depends how fatty it is. I think if you've got a fat cap or anything like that, it's probably benefits from a dry rub, something that'll absorb some of those those gooey bits. But yeah, I can definitely see brining pork. I brine, for example, pork loins when making Canadian bacon. Really? Yes. In fact, they brine they brine for about forty eight hours, and then they have to cure for about another twenty four. So it's, it, it winds up being a week long process by the time I actually get to smoking it. So what do you rub them with salt after you, after you've wet brined them? You pull them out and then you rub them with salt and. No, I, I don't actually. The recipe that I use, everything goes into the brine. So it's Canadian bacon. So almost all of that is beer. Uh, yeah. Water, and then there's a, a crap load of salt. Uh, and then the whisk, the whiskey for the for the person who's brining, right? Uh, well, there's always something left over. <laughs> uh, I use pink curing salt for that one because it puts the nice pink color into it. And I want to before anybody asks or writes in, no, it is not pink Himalayan salt. Himalayan sea salt is is a disaster. There is no sea in the Himalayas. Are you sure? I'm sure. Volgi moved it. Been there. No, Volgi moved it. Yeah, been there. There's, I've been there recently. There's still no C. There's a C with a diacritical mark on it. Oh, okay. Okay, because that's perfect. Hot for, check. That's the hot check. The hot check. He used to be a goalie for the for the Blackhawks back in the day, didn't he? Or was the <laughs> correct mighty number nine? <laughs> that's right. Hated Same. number nine. I always like to go five hole on that guy. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Well, it is the fiftieth anniversary so we might as well get that reference oh let's see um yes but so that's that's something i brine in pork pewter knows that he's sampled my beer brine chicken so that's excellent actually something else i brine brine with way too much beer but that's that's uh <laughs> that's no. I, I agree with with uh, gorte that uh poultry generally benefits and in fact uh in fact a question for for you gentlemen and i use that term with all due sarcasm yeah. Your gentleman is every year I assign myself kind of a special project to experiment with, and I suspect each of you do as well. And Gort mentioned it for me this year. It's duck. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a duck. Really? That will be brined. I have neighbors asking me if I've brined that duck yet, but I'm looking for the perfect weekend to do it. So I'll go back on the brining and and poultry for a minute, and then I'll jump forward to the project because because you're absolutely correct, Zar. It's it's almost more than one a year. It's almost seasonal. Uh, um, yes. I uh, start with one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the honey to-do list. That always gets added. Yes. So the one challenge I found, though, brining. So every year at Thanksgiving for the last three or four years, I've smoked a turkey. And it's usually a smaller one on the smoker, and then we'll roast a real one, mm-hmm. like sure, a, a sure. large one. Because we have 24-ish to 28 people for Thanksgiving. Smart plan. Yeah. Including, and, including Sleepy? In, uh, sometimes Sleepy is there. And and it was amazing. The first year I brought the, the smoked turkey in and I cut into it, there, it was so juicy, it overflowed and it was pouring all over the floor of our kitchen. We had to get towels and mop it up. There, it was just super That's a moist. success. That's a success. success. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> stood back and, and put my arms up and said, I'm done. Winner! It's the, good turkey when you can eat it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink it. That's right. Uh, cup of turkey. <laughs> the real challenge, though, the disappointment, I guess, maybe, man, maybe that's a strong term, is smoked poultry skin is essentially inedible. Can it's be. rubber. It's well, rubber. It's, crispy. It, it's rubber or dry. It never gets the crispy that you get because the fat on the backside of the skin never heats up enough to crisp it up. Mm-hmm. You can pull it off and then grill it or broil it. Yes. So, so interestingly, I tried last night 
making chicken wings. So I smoked it on the smoker for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, and it had a dry rub on it. Mm-hmm. And it was marinated in Frank's, I put that shit on everything, hot sauce. Yep. With a dry rub then, smoked it for an hour and a half, then put it over onto the grill with a little basting of a, a barbecueish sauce to it's crisp good. up the, the skin and get that nice crispy skin. Those things were gone before the guy could finish saying goal during the Mexican-U.S. game. I like that. I like the idea of glazing yep. and then caramelizing the glaze. That's something I don't do. I usually put the wings on for an hour and then people just eat them down. But I like the idea of, of adding the sauce, it, it fixes probably hand-tossing the, them in there and then, and then searing it up. Yeah, it fixes the skin. It really makes it where you can eat the whole wing and not worry about the skin being rubbery or kind of that weird texture to it. I like that. You should try that with catfish. So with catfish, you say. Catfish, I say. The devil's fish? The devil's fish. <laughs> it's the worst no, that's fish. tilapia. Oh, that's the poo-eating fish. That's the poop smith of fish. That's right. It likes to eat poop and turn it into protein. So that's my, Zara, since you brought it up, that's my project that's been hanging out there is to smoke fish. Cold smoke salmon. You got to cold smoke it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've got to have a, you see, now I've, I, I love smoked salmon and I've never tried it. We, we get them, you can get them right here on the lake. It's not a big deal. And it, they're relatively, well, if you can catch them expensive or you just pay somebody who caught them and don't tell the DEC that you hate somebody who caught them. But it, the, the smoking them is tough. I mean, you've got to get it exactly right to have them not turn out like shit. But if they turn out right, it's the best thing you'll ever eat in your life. Are we still talking about catfish? <laughs> We're talking about a fish. Oh, fish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fish, I love fish. Uh, yeah. I have a nice trout recipe that I should put on the site and share with our listeners. Yeah. The nice mint paste. With a mint paste, you said? I did said. Was it made out of crest or was it Listerine? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? It was made out of mint. Like actual mint. Mint. Yes. We grow our own mint. Surely you do as well. Actually, we do. Yeah. Well, besides mint. putting it in mojitos, you can put it in other things. What mint? Wait, what mint? Mint is meant to be muddled into mojitos. Say that five times fast. No, I can't even say it one time fast. <laughs> because I disagree with it. No, mint That's is one meant. One thing you can do with mint. You can also put it in pewter's homemade toothpaste, but ladies, you won't <laughs> like it. No, because I usually chew it first. <laughs> so anyway, I was going to get back to my moat loaf recipe. Pewter, this toothpaste just tastes like chewing tobacco. And these ropes are awful tight. That's exactly, exactly right. Would you like, here, hold my cup. <laughs> my dip cup. You want me to put my hands together again? Yes, 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 ab- yes. absolutely. Well, that's what Catholic girls are good for. They're oh, used to the brain. smoking. Oh, so you're going to talk about Poland again? Speak, speaking of Poland, the smoking poles? As Pewter is well aware, I have an arrangement of hardware out on the patio ready to go at a moment's notice. So in addition to the vertical water uh, smoker, I also have the classic Weber kettle grill. Which is excellent. And a very large Weber gas grill. So, of course, the boys have come up with nicknames. So the the water smoker is the rocket, the big gas grill is the mothership, and the kettle grill is the UFO. So which do you prefer? And I'm sure it depends on the situation. Well, yeah, what have you got? Well, exactly. I mean, it's like burgers. You know, if I'm doing burgers and it's a decent day, and I know that's tough in Chicago or up here, D.C., it's always a decent day. You can always grill in D.C. 
but I'm, charcoal is my favorite for doing burgers. I, I yeah, just I'll like go either or on that one. It'll depend exactly as you say on temperature, what yep. else I'm cooking, and depending on how many people are coming over. So if I'm doing burgers for a large crowd, I can cook them much more evenly on a gas grill and get better consistency across the burgers than I can on charcoal. Correct. No, I would agree with that. But I mean, but if you're just doing them for like you and your family, you know, like let's say five, six people, I prefer yeah. much charcoal. Yeah, definitely charcoal, but it comes down to time. If, if, if it's, uh, you know, late in the afternoon and everybody's hungry, the gas grill is up and running in about 40 seconds at 350. No, correct. I, I agree with that. And that's why we have, we have a Weber gas as well. And I have a kettle grill and then I've got that pit barrel cooker. That yeah, see, you're doing it right. Well, well only right. because I'm following the Chicago. Well, sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I fear story. I don't know. So, I don't, he's still cooking, grilling in a frying pan over an open fire in his yard. Well, he hasn't discovered fire yet. Let's be honest about that. No, it's inefficient. He says doesn't it? generate enough heat. So what's he just uses mental capacity? He just like focuses on it with his head and he stares at it real hard and then eventually it bursts into flames. Is it is it like Scanners the movie like Scanners? Yeah, like most things, he stares at them and they burst into flames. Well, that's just his hopes and dreams, really, more than anything else. I've been thinking of getting him a mirror just to see what happens. It would be like the Hasselhoff incursion. <laughs> he would destroy himself infinitely. So I actually got a dual fuel grill. What do you think of that? Obviously enough to have gotten one. It was the right price. I needed a new grill because my old one had kind of essentially rusted out on part of it, part of the bottom part. And, and I knew that I wanted to do both gas and charcoal for the same reasons that you guys are, are bantering about. It's, you know, if I want really hot to sear like a steak or something, I go charcoal because I can pile that, those briquettes up or the lump charcoal up. I always started in a chimney. I don't use any lighter fluid and I can justify. Yeah. yeah and never, I never use lighter fluid. No. Listen to that listeners. Pay attention here. And we then, hardly ever agree on anything, but we all agree on this. Yes. And also, while we're at it... Lighter fluid is for libraries, not charcoal. Yes. And do not... There's a difference between grilling and baking outdoors on your grill. And Testify, my brother. Right. So if, you're, if you have like a chicken that you are baking, that you want the internal temperature to rise, then close your, close your uh, lid down. But if you're doing burgers or a steak, that lid stays open. <laughs> don't don't hear me. I'm eating as well. It depends on the thickness of the meat. If it's fairly thin, lid open. But if it's, uh, you know, a good inch and a quarter to two inch thick pork chop or um, New York strip or a, uh, a ribeye, I'm going to close that lid. I close that lid all the time. I mean, especially if I'm doing it on gas. If, if it's on the Weber, because I know it's going to hold a consistent temperature. Especially when Mrs. Pewter's fingers are in there. Correct. That lid fast. That's right. Well, she's the chemist. She'll blow me up. I mean, she's missing fingers. So actually, my mother-in-law actually is missing fingers, but that's a snowblower incident, which is another whole discussion. Honest to God, true story, missing fingers. So See, I, would, I would say, though, that you still should sear with it open and then close to finish the meat, just like you would finish it in an oven. I would agree. Yeah. I can see that. I, I can be convinced. You know, I'm not, I'm not sold either way on that one. I mean, I, I've done it. I've done. I've done it both ways, and I got to tell you, you know, I, I I like it both ways, so to speak. Only Peter goes both ways. Well, you know, you, you don't want to leave half the dating pool out there. <laughs> yeah, I, Lord knows, you look like me. You got to keep your options. Meat pride. No, but okay. So, so now, since we we're since we're going through meats, and what's the thing that you've wanted to grill but you never have? 
my neighbor, but she finally sold her house and moved. Well, that's a good, that's a good thing. I agree with that. Something edible though? Yeah, no, I was thinking like, I was thinking about, and I've never done it, but like a nice grilled calamari. I would go like with the, octopus on that one. I've done calamari, but not octopus. And I've had- So you're talking like a whole squid, like a whole octopus. Yeah, I've had it done with teriyaki cooked right over the open fire and it was fantastic. Okay, so it's not one that you pulled off the ice at, at the center there, down no, there for the Blackhawks. No, that's that's okay. a Detroit thing. Well, it's close enough. I mean, you guys all look the same to me. I miss playing the Red Wings. They're a good team. They're an excellent team, and I missed that rivalry as well. I, I'm, you know, th- that was one of the best rivalries that no longer is. So I'm less of a of a seafood guy. So I would aim more towards your game your meats, like an elk, or I have not tried bison on the grill. I've done bison burgers on the grill. Yeah, but I mean, like a like a. Have bison you done venison? Steak. Done venison on the grill. Like um, venison you've shot? No. Or any, anybody you know, like harvested venison as opposed to like bought from the store venison. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right here. You can't, you, listeners, look carefully at your, your monitors. Look carefully. Yes. Because I'm showing pewter and gort. Ground um, camel? Ground camel meat. Interesting. Haven't done it yet. What, why do you have ground camel and where did you get it? And why do I, why do I want to know these questions? Well, the second question is obvious. I got it off a camel. Oh, well, that's true. Fair. How much did the camel charge you? Uh, actually, that was an expensive little pack. Uh, for four patties, I think that was about $7. Are you kidding? Chicago is like the meat capital of the universe. That's like nothing. In D.C., you'd probably pay like 45 bucks for that. Well, in Rochester, you could just get one off the side of the road. We do have a lot of roadkill camel up here. That's, yeah, true. A lot yeah. of the deer with, you know. You know we have an acquaintance that used to work for the uh, state of Ohio, and he used to clean Many, uh, 30, 40 years ago, used to clean the highways, and they found a dead kangaroo on the side of the road once. In Ohio? In Ohio. They think it was probably an escaped pet. So somebody said, I really need a vicious thing that could kill me with a single kick as a pet. Well, I think that probably someone out there in the greater Clevelandia area realized that. And Clevelandia. Clevelandia. And then they said, let it go into its natural habitat. The flats. The flats. <laughs> The desert flats of Cleveland. Exactly. I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one other meat that I wouldn't mind trying is on the grill is alligator. So I've had alligator beignets, which okay. are yeah. phenomenal with a nice remoulade sauce. Trying alligator on the grill, or and I might even venture and say I'd like to try like snake. But Snake is not that. I mean, I've had snake. It's, it's not my favorite. Frog's legs I've had, not my favorite. I mean, it's <clears> fine. <throat> I mean, I'd eat it, and I have. It's not... You know, it's not disgusting to me, but it's not something I'd be like, oh, I got to have the frogs list. You know, it's- I think garter snake I could catch. <laughs> well, you are quick enough for that. I have a question for Gore. Uh, I have assembled a gas and charcoal grill combination unit some years ago. Same situation, a uh, good friend of the family, his grill rusted apart. He got one of these at a, uh, a big box store for about $200, I believe. Maybe it was slightly less, just under 200 We put the thing together in about an afternoon because fortunately I, I'm able to read some Chinese and uh, the directions were not very good, but we got it working. And as a plus, I have a plus and a negative here. Uh, the plus was I made ribs, gas and charcoal. And the eaters were not really able to tell them apart. 
gas charcoal at the same time or gas yeah. charcoal? Yeah, uh, I did ribs on the gas side and I simultaneously, well, there's a reason why. I simultaneously did ribs on the charcoal side. The reason why is the negative is I found that it's a big honking piece of machine, but it's really half the capacity of, of a grill. And that was my concern for Gord is whether or not that's really, you're going to be able to really cook something large in, in either one of those. So you have to picture the, the unit, first of all. So computer, picture the unit. <laughs> so. I am picturing the unit. I was just shifting my chair. I apologize because I need to be backlit for my beauty. <laughs> so it's two. He still thinks he's on television. <laughs> it's two barrels essentially on their sides next to each other. Ganged. Exactly. Mine has a small air gap between them. And so they're independent lids. Correct. And I have found that, yes, you have a reduced capacity, but I generally don't have huge crowds. Or if I did, I would do both fuels at the same time. If there I you go. To. But I can get maybe a dozen burgers. That's pushing it. Depends on the size of burgers. Maybe a dozen burgers on one side. I, I cannot get the gas to get hot enough. That's my big ding on this unit. You know what may be the cause of that is air gaps. Does the lid wobble when you raise it or anything like that? No, it's it's solid there. It is okay. it is okay. just open grill when I like I can't get a good sear on a piece of meat on the gas side like I can on the charcoal side. Now that's Granted, fascinating. Yeah. That's so, the opposite of what you'd expect. It is. And so if I had to do again, uh I'm not getting it uh for the additional reason that it is propane only, and there's no conversion kit out there to hook it up to natural gas. And I have a natural gas hookup right outside. Oh, yeah, room. sure, sure. So my next, my next gas grill purchase will be one that's natural gas. Wait, you don't have, ga you don't have natural gas at your house, Zar? No, I use uh, LP. Well, so do I. I mean, I have my natural gas right in my house. generator went out, and Mandy oh. will not fix it. <laughs> he is a rat bastard. He says if I would use it in accordance with the directions, he would honor the warranty. Well, you know, that one time when you took over, like, the, the town south of you, I mean, with you I just using it. I the whole pack of dogs. It was the coolest thing. The whole it. town. The whole town. The dogs just Did, ran right through. And there's that, one, there's that one little label over the screw that says if you peel it back, it voids the warranty. And there, the czar right. peels that right away. It, <laughs> And, Rip and bang, whole town goes to hell. And then he took over all of Southern Illinois <laughs> with the flaming grill. It was like Joan of Arc, except with a flaming grill and, and you know, czar's mail and, and clothes. Sweetest thing you ever saw. Flaming Just grill. That's like something out of Ghost Rider 5 starring Nick Cage. <laughs> Ghost Rider 5 starring Nick Cage. The flaming grill. Well... It could also be the name of a great gay, you know, gay club, you know, gay bistro. Oh, what speaking of the strangest right? thing you've ever put on the fire. Caterpillars? Really? <laughs> no, I meant, I meant to eat. Oh, oh, Caterpillars? oh, 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 oh. Um, well, clams. I mean, clams aren't that crazy, but in shell. I mean, oh, those definitely. No, then those are easy. I mean, you just throw them on there. They open up, you take them off. Yes. Uh, tip for the folks at home is do clams before mussels if you are cooking both together, as clams take slightly longer. True, because muscles are smaller and better and cheaper. So, so like I said, I'm not, 
I'm not a seafood guy, so I haven't done any of those. I will put in a plug though here. Mrs. Pewter's scallops are like to die for. Really? Okay. I'll have to try them sometime. Yeah, for the for the site. This the strangest thing I've ever put in my grill is fruit. Oh, we do fruit quite often. Pineapples, peaches are yeah. good. Yeah. Fucking communists. Here's a here's a tip for you. If you're doing peaches, Peter, uh, and you probably know this, but for the again the folks at home, um, the hardest part is getting even cooking on fruit. So take yep. a piece of aluminum foil, kind of roll it into a tube, and then curl it into a donut shape. That should be easy for some of you and balance the piece of fruit on top. So for example, take a peach, cut it in half, take out the pit and place them so that they look like little bowls on the grill, put them on your little aluminum foil donuts, you'll get even cooking. Put a lump of butter in the center where the pit used to be or some brown sugar, mm-hmm. and then you know, grill them up for about five, 10 minutes, take them out when they, uh, they're nice and soft and put some vanilla ice cream on that. Do you do barbecued onions? Well, yeah, we do onions all the time. Where you just cut them, them up? Put, you yeah. Put them, yeah, you put them in the foil with butter on top of them, a little bit of wine, twist them up. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done wine. That's a good idea. I like that one. A little uh, bit of wine, salt, pepper, just twist them up in some heavy-duty foil, just leave them on there. Salt, pepper, and oil, usually. Let them caramelize okay. naturally. I like that, though, with the wine. Little white put, wine. It actually would probably be good with whiskey. I wouldn't know. I never have enough to pour into the grill. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I resort to wine, because you can always get the box of wine, because the lady's always got a box of wine going, so... Hopefully you're not pouring the whiskey into the grill. No, well, I'm, I'm pouring it into me. <laughs> exactly. And then I set myself on fire and that's how that rolls. So last weekend when I did, or two weekends ago when I did a, a spatchcocked chicken, two pork shoulders and a rack of baby back ribs. That was a beautiful photograph. Yeah. Full up, like the smoker was fully loaded. And then I took off, some of the meat started coming off and I took... I had about six jalapenos that I sliced in half, yeah, seeded and uh, deveined, and then filled them with cream cheese, wrapped them with a piece of bacon, and then Ooh. sat those in the smoker for about two hours. Those are tasty. <laughs> I was bad. Smoke poppers are awesome. Shut up, Dad Ho. Get back in that kitchen, you little jackass. <laughs> Sorry. It's... Dad Ho wanted me to uh, point out that I uh... – well, the weirdest things I've ever grilled. I've done romaine lettuce. Why would you do that? Well, you slice it in half. You put a little uh, drizzle, a little olive oil on it. And then you put it on the grill. Put the grill up to, to full blast if you can. This is good for a gas grill, but you can do it on charcoal. And basically, just put some grill marks into it. Take mm-hmm. it off before it really, really gets nasty. Um, so basically, you've got a halved romaine lettuce head with black grill marks on it. Dice that up, toss that with a little uh, Parmesan Reggiano, and uh, mm-hmm. got a really nice salad. Hmm. I would also like to grill Scrapple. Ooh. But you'd have to do it, like, on a, on a griddle. Is, uh, is, is Czar even familiar with the concept of Scrapple? Oh, very much so. Although, I, to be fair, it's Dr. J, whose ears just pricked up now on the other side of the lounge. Did he come tearing in across his little tiny feet? Some. You know, if Mandarin hadn't bound his feet, he would be much faster. <laughs> As a child. As a child. I mean, he's got these tiny little feet. You should see him run in. It's like they call him in for surgery, and he's trying to get there really fast, but he tips over, and you can't help but laugh at him, right? You know, and so you help, you help him off because you know, you know he's going to go help somebody else, and right? And Dr. J has a great big head. He looks like a golf ball on a tee. 
And well, he kind of does, and then he just kind of tips over, and you don't want to laugh at the guy. So, you, so, so really, one year we all chipped in. The rest of the gourmands chipped in, and we got him these really, really big flip flops, which is even funnier because he's got these little tiny toes, you know, because they're all sort of mutated and bound together. In. So, so it, well, he can't get the thong into him, and he's got these giant things. But the best part is he gets going so fast he can sort of skid across puddles. So he'll, he'll get running fast enough, and if you can keep the flip-flops on, he'll just skid right across a puddle. And like, it's like Jesus walking on water. And then he goes right into the OR, and everything's fine. So, Well, I have, uh, I have grilled lamb, I think, all, uh, all different ways. Smoked it and uh, grilled it on gas and grilled it on charcoal. You smoked I, it? How, how did, how'd you do that? What, smoke a lamb? Well, n- not like a live lamb or anything. No, no, no. Low and slow, 225. Okay. Um, I didn't care for it. I prefer uh, grilled. You know, to be honest, it came out a little gamey. But uh, on the grill, um, you, we, we do this thing called lamb pops. And I didn't come up with this. Uh, boy, let me try to explain this. My nephew's wife's fa- – oh, no, there is a word for it. My nephew's father-in-law, he introduced me to it. You okay. take little lamb chops, those tiny little things, you put a little salt and pepper on them, and you just put them right over high heat on a gas grill until they're done, and they're literally done within two minutes aside. Yeah, it over yeah. easy. It, that, that might be too much. Exactly. And uh, you just kind of hand it to the kids, and they, they eat it like a lollipop. They hold it by the bone, and they just pull the meat right off the bone. It's a seven, wings. Yeah, it's a $17 lollipop unless you run the lamb over with your own car. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I would like to say to everybody out there, thank you for listening to us and because we're a bunch of assholes and we don't really make much sense, but I hope you've learned something tonight. You can definitely think, eat our cooking. Well, you would because actually we are all excellent cooks. But I, you know, I hope we have a good time. You know, and you have a good, we had a good time and I hope you have a good time. And I hope we all have good times together and not necessarily with each other or, or with order. pandas or in that order or even with pandas. Caterpillars?